Because here's the thing about people with money. They move in packs. They're not lone wolves. This idea of the lone wolf is from Western films. Most people with money, they had a business partner. They had a co-founder. They're part of a community. Thank you for tuning into the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show. I'm your host, Isaac, bringing you an authentic perspective into the inner workings of the world. Today's message is one you won't want to miss. So let's get straight into today's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to today's episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show. Let's jump right into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the three things that the rich do that the poor don't. Now, when I say these things, I'm not really talking about demographics, but I'm talking about mentalities, ways that people view the world in a lens for you to see the world. Now, some of these things you might have heard, some of them you might not have heard. If you haven't heard them, listen, apply, understand, do your own research. If you have, see if there's anything new or anything that maybe you disagree on and see why. So let's outline the episode real quick and then we're going to jump right into it. Number one is going to be investment over consumption. Secondly, it's going to be who, not how. Lastly, and to me, one of the most important things, understand that money is a language, not just a currency. Okay, let's jump right into it. Number one, when you make a purchase, do you think about the kind of purchase that you're making? In other words, do you think in terms of how is this going to benefit me? What is the result of this purchase? What am I getting out of this purchase? Not today, but in a week, a year, 10 years from now. The reason I say this is because in the wrench mentality over the poor mentality, you're investing a lot more into assets over liabilities. That's why the most common example of people that have money and they're not, I'm not talking about high earners, but people that keep money, right? Wealthy people. They don't often have the flashiest cars. Sometimes they do, but if they do, they're making a fair more bit of money than the ones who are just spending a bunch of money. You see them have good cars, but never super nice cars. You know, so there's a lot of millionaires out there that drive. The most common car, I think, in a millionaire is a Toyota Camry, which many of us know is a good car, but it's not a high-end car. It's not a luxury car. Why is this? Because cars are one of the bigger liabilities. They don't need a fancy car. They don't need to be paying a bunch of taxes and losing a bunch of money on this investment because they know it's a liability. So they keep it low. They buy it one, two years used because they understand it. Invest in assets, not liabilities. Liabilities will own you. You own assets. Assets will always increase your worth. I'm talking about financial worth, your net worth assets are increasing that. Things like precious metals, stocks, real estate, even watches hold, retain, and even increase in value. Furthermore, that you can leverage them to take out stuff like security-backed loans, home equity, lines of credit. There is a lot of plays that people with money understand because they're investing in assets, not liabilities. And that's a key, key differentiator that can save you and make you a lot of money. Now, let's talk about number two. Number two is an interesting one because a lot of people think about the why. Why do you do something? What's the purpose behind it? Why is incredibly important. It's the number one thing for me 100% of the time. But what does who not how mean? What kind of people are you doing this with? 
what are the relationships that you have? What's the proximity that you have to other people? Because here's the thing about people with money. They move in packs. They're not lone wolves. This idea of the lone wolf is from Western films. Most people with money, they had a business partner. They had a co-founder. They're part of a community. They went to the same schools as these people. They all came from community, not isolation. So when you're starting something and you want to figure something out, stop asking how and ask who. Who do I need to go to to solve this? Who do I need to go to to start this with? Who do I need to go to to figure this out? Who do I need to go to to make this deal? Oh, this guy needs this? Who do I know that can serve that? Right? You become this power broker in a sense, both for yourself and the people that you know. And that is powerful. And the wealthy understand that. They move in a certain way. Why? Because they understand that money moves in packs. It likes speed. It likes consistently. But most importantly, it likes community. Now, more than just how, who also identifies the fact that with others, you can get, a lot, you can get to your destination a lot faster. And when you can make more mistakes at the same time, that saves you your time because they're making the mistakes alongside you. One great example of this is Mr. Beast. Now, many of us might have seen him on the internet from time to time before we actually understood how genius this guy really was. Mr. Beast is a huge, huge content creator on YouTube, does all sorts of insane stuff. But the first time I ever heard this guy speak outside just a video of him making content, Joe Rogan. And on this episode, this man dropped so much value of how to create content, of how for, I think over a year, he did a mastermind with four friends and they just studied how YouTube worked. No other platform, no other delivery method. How do we do YouTube and how do we do it the best? So he sucked all this time while he learned, learned, learned alongside four other people. Now, what does he use? He understands the platform. He doesn't get lucky because his content is somewhat good. He understands that everything he does is geared to making sure that content performs, that people love it, and that the platform pushes it. Why? Because he learned it. He understood it. And he understood that the who, not how, was important. He surrounded himself with people that wanted the same thing, to understand YouTube, and they got to work. And so instead of taking five years to figure all this out, it took him one year. And now look where he is. These are the kinds of things you want to be listening to. Who, not how. Lastly, the one that I think is such a powerful, powerful tool for anybody that's looking to really increase. And that's understanding is that money is a language, not just a currency. What does this mean? First off, I'm going to give you a great suggestion, and that's this book. It's called The Money Plot, and it talks about this. Another book is The Richest Man in Babylon. Read some older books. Don't just read current books about finances and about the markets. Read some older ones, some that are more about timeless principles more than anything. The affluent study money as a language. They understand how it speaks, how it moves. They make their kids learn these kinds of things too because they understand it. They learn the terminology of asset stocks, real estate leverage, options, foreign exchange currencies, cryptocurrencies even. They talk about 230, um, 1031s in real estate. They talk about tax advantage investing. They talk about tax harvesting, wash sales, jargon, all these terms. 
They learn it like it's a language. They know it. They understand it. Because how can you expect to keep something you don't understand? That's what they get. They get that you can't keep what you don't understand. Watch movies. Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. They talk about this. You see it. You see what it does to people, how it consumes people. Because the second thing, too, is that ignorance will create the opportunity for something to consume you without you see it coming. But if you understand something, now you can start learning how to control it before it controls you. See, a lot of people that make a lot of money, who spend all the money, they don't get money. They know how to make it. They don't know how to keep it. Why? Because they don't understand how money works. Money is fleeting. It allows you to inflate yourself to a place that you shouldn't be. Lifestyle inflation. It's a common trait. So what do they do? Is that the more they make, the more they spend. But when you understand that money is a language, and you learn the language, you understand that you don't have to spend more when you make more. And that when you make more and you spend less, you have more left over. And that more can turn into more. Because as it says in the Bible, right? Those who have, those who have everything, more will be given. And those who have nothing, even more will be taken. Why does it say this? Because one side understands and the other side is ignorant. And what's the difference between someone that understands and the other that's ignorant? One knows the how-to. And all of us can do that. So think for yourself right now. If you're a high earner, but you don't keep a lot of that money, start learning how it works. Study money as a language. Study the art of science. Learn how to see. Realize that everything connects to everything else. Realize that art can be studied in a scientific way and that science can be studied in an artistic way. And that what we think reality is, isn't always what we think it is. Be willing to challenge that because before we even had money, we used things like the barter system to transact. There was a language of power because money is the language of power. The communication and the conveyance of power through leverage, through ability to act. But money isn't always currency because let's say we go into a huge global apocalypse. They don't want money. What becomes the currency? Food, resources, supplies. There is always a currency that predicates what's going on. And that is power. The ability to move and manipulate power. The wealthy understand this. And anyone can too, especially in this era, we have so many resources at our disposal. The question is, how bad do you want to understand it? Or do you just want to remain ignorant of what it is? You answer that for yourself. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate your time. As always, let's close it out. Veni, Vidi, Fiji. I came, I saw, I conquered. We hope you enjoyed this episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez show. And we appreciate it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode. We are grateful for your support. And if you are serious about improving your life, check out our coaching at www.isaacvelezgonzalez.com. Until next time, that's all for today's episode.